we're so connected, but somehow we're not. I don't want to promote something that I wouldn't wear myself or where I wouldn't go myself, what I don't believe in myself. There are some days where you don't feel that creative. Some days are a bit harder. What are your struggles? My struggles? At the end of the day, we're all just humans. Without further ado, welcome, dear future creator. Talk to me a little bit about your journey as a creator. Where did it all start? It kind of started naturally, I guess. It was a few years back when Instagram was launched. So in the very beginning, I, uh, I downloaded the app thinking it was a, an app to edit photos. Mm. So I didn't even really know what it was. And then when I came across it, uh, I saw that people were posting photos, all types of photos, and I, I, I really liked it. So I started posting my, my own photos of, of my trips, of, uh, of food, of, of fashion. And that's where it began. And now I'm here posting regularly and trying to grow as a micro-creator. Micro micro-creator? Yeah. What does that mean, micro-creator? Well, that's when you're starting out and uh, you don't have a lot of following yet. So, yeah. So a micro-creator is someone that is starting out, but you haven't, you're not starting out. I'm not starting out, but I'm doing this more seriously, let's say, for, for a year now. Okay. Before that, it was just uh, random, just posting whenever I felt like. But this last year, we've been, I've been more uh, serious about it. Consistent? Yeah, more consistent. I put a lot of thought into it. While before, it was just, uh, it was just for fun. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to, to have a schedule about it even, you know, like put a lot of thought into it. Did that change anything from like having fun on social media? Did it become like a work thing or? I, I wouldn't say that it's a work thing yet, but um, that's Something what I would like to. Yes, that's what I'm striving for. But I still see it a bit as a side hustle, let's say, because you, you do have to plan if you if you want your account to to have reach and to to grow. So it it's still fun. I still like it. But it's more like a task now, you know. I, mm. I, I know that I have to do it. And so, yeah, it's, it has become a bit like a job. With, with that being in mind that it has become like a job or like a task. Mm -hmm. But it's still fun. Where, where does the creativity lie? Is it still there? Do you still want to do it? Or do you feel like now that you want to pursue something... It's slowly chipping away while well, the motivation to actually do it. Because that's what usually happens when you have something on your calendar. And I know that you are a person that is very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So when, when you have this boundary between spontaneity and something that is planned, obviously the things that, you're, that are spontaneous, you prefer to do them all the time. But when it's like planned, you have this sense of, oh, I got to do it. Yeah, you, you, you can have that sense, but I think it's, it's, it's your decision on how, to, how you look at it, right? Mm. I don't see it as a drag yet, and I hope I won't, but there are some days where you don't feel that creative. You don't really know what type of photos to, to do, what type of videos. So some days are a bit harder, 
but I still I still like doing it. You know, it's I don't see it as okay. I I have to do it, and I don't feel like it, but I have to. No, I know I have to do it because I want to do it because I know that I want to grow. You know, my my accounts. Mm -hmm. So for now, it's not it's not like going to work and knowing you have to do your tasks. Mm -hmm. So on the days where you don't feel like you have the creativity, how do you overcome yourself to do it? I do it anyway. Um, I, 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 I try to come up with something. I might not be as um, convinced or happy about the result as I would be if I'm really inspired, but I, I see it as it's still content, you know, and sometimes you just, you still have to do content. Mm -hmm. like, it's not always going to be the best. Like no creator has uh, always amazing content all the time. But I do it because I'm like, you know, it's it's content. I, I always try to do the best, but obviously sometimes I'm less inspired than other times. But yeah, I, I, I don't just, you know, when I'm not inspired, I'm not like, okay, let's not do it. Well, no, that's not true, actually. There have been times where... Where what? There have been times where I was like, okay, no, today is really not a day and then I don't do it. But lately I've really tried to, to stick to, you know, if I've planned to do something on, let's say Saturday to create content, I will do it. And sometimes I get to a place and I, I don't know what I'll, I'm going to do. It happens a lot actually. And it's just spontaneous. And that's actually when the best uh, content happens. Mm. But yeah, lately I've just tried to to switch um, my thought about it and really focus on on doing it. You know, and does that yeah. does that mean that you kind of found your way of creating content? Because like as I said, I know that you're a spontaneous person, mm -hmm. and you say that okay, I plan that I'm going to do something on Saturday, but it doesn't matter. You don't know yet what you're going to do, but once you have you you arrive there like whatever if it's a shoot or whatever because your content is much more like mm. photos and videos and like everything which is like in the fashion yeah like you don't necessarily need to know what you are going to shoot but when you get there you find like spontaneity will help you get there sometimes the surrounding that i choose inspires me mm. you know it gives me ideas mm -hmm. so sometimes i just drive somewhere and like ideas come, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a good spot. Let's do it here. So I, I guess the ideas come, come naturally at that moment. I feel like if I plan something, if I plan my, my content too much, it doesn't turn out as authentic mm -hmm. because it, it feels really planned and I, I feel like I'm more stiff. So because of my spontaneous uh, trait, you know. Mm. So I try to, I just try to let myself be inspired by, by the moment and by the, the surrounding. So what, what are the struggles of a content creator, you would say? I think the first one is consistency. What are your struggles? My struggles? Time. Time? Yes. I wish I had more time to create but when you work a 40-hour job you know mm. so you have to balance a bit between your daily job your social life 
your uh, other goals that you have and your content creation. So for me, the main struggle, if I can, if I can say that it's a struggle, it's is time. Like I wish I had more time to to cr to create content. Another one is um, creativity. Like uh, I think I'm at a moment where I am uh, rethinking my um, my content creation style so right now it's uh, I'm struggling a bit with that like to find uh, which direction I'll go maybe also my focus point like the main theme I want to focus on because I'm interested in a few things like traveling fashion and uh, social topics mm -hmm. so sometimes it's a, it's a bit hard you know to to find your your focus point like your niche like you know So for me, that's probably the biggest struggle, actually, with time, is uh, right now to find what main topic I want to focus on because I am interested in so many things. So it's time, finding your niche, and right, you said also format. So the way you would like, how you would like to do, or is that included with a niche? I guess that's part of the niche, yes. But... Yeah, I would say that's part of the niche. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, there are two questions that pop up into my head. The first one is, if you had more time, mm -hmm. how would that change your content? I would create more. More? Yes, for sure. More of what? Because you said like you are interested in travel, fashion, mm -hmm. travel, fashion, social topics. Mm -hmm. And you would like to focus on one of them. Yeah. Right now, I'm... I'm Well, right now you want to focus on all of them. Exactly. But right now I'm trying to find out which one I want to focus on, you know. Why is that important? One of the first things I learned in business school is um, that for a business to work out well, you need to find your niche, mm -hmm. right? And I guess for content creators, it's important too. So you know exactly who you're talking to, who you'd like to inspire and Your followers, they're probably going to be more engaged if, if they're interested in what you're creating than, you know, other people that aren't. So if you find that topic, you're probably going to attract the right, let's, if I can say like that, the right people to, to follow. Does so that make sense? It, it, I think it makes and it doesn't. So here, here's how I would like to translate it. And you tell me if this is what you mean. You would like to attract more of the same kind of people rather than more of, more of people. I wouldn't say the same kind, but just people that are interested in that specific topic. I guess that following basis is going to... It's not going to be of higher quality, but if they're interested in the topic they're going to be more engaged, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have people who follow us that are our friends or we know them and they follow us for, support. you know, for support or to follow us, but they're not really interested in what we're, we're sharing. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you start focusing on a specific topic, you might lose some people that were following you from the beginning on because they're just not interested in it anymore. But you might gain other people that are really interested in that topic. So I guess by focusing on one topic, you have, well, if you want 
more of the same people then rather than focusing on three different topics means you have 30% who are interested in travel, 30% in fashion and 30% in social topics. Mm. And yeah, they don't get enough of what they want to see because Mm -hmm. maybe only one third of it is going to be about the topic they want to. While when you focus on one topic, normally almost 100% is going to be about the topic that I want to see. So yeah. I guess that's important to I feel like um a subscribe is literally like a subscribe in money. So nowadays we subscribe to Netflix and we yeah. have a range, we can watch movies and and we can watch uh series. But when we click subscribe on Instagram or YouTube it's the same thing. We expect more of that kind that same kind of content. Mm-hmm. And if if you yeah. if you notice that person or you found that person especially now through instagram uh, reels are super popular and you you always do they saw through a reel they, they noticed you through a reel that is in fashion but next time like they click follow and next time they look at your you pop on you pop up on their page and it's a reel about travel they will be like this is not what i'm interested in exactly talking about followers what would you do if you had a huge platform? So having that platform, what would you, what would you use that platform for? I think I would use my platform as um, to help others in different topics, be it self-development, um, be it fashion, be it travel, I I would just I would like to to have a platform where people can can come to and feel inspired, not in the sense as inspiring. How should I say this? Um, it's not that I see myself as an inspiring person, you know, but. I think it would be a platform where um I would encourage people to to do things to be themselves uh to do the things they want to do. It would be a place where people could come and also ask questions about different topics and we can talk about it or um if they need help with something I I I yeah, I would see it as a platform where I wouldn't just want to focus on which is where I clash, you know, because with my content, I would like probably to focus on one main topic. But I still would want it to be a place where people know that they can talk to me about um, all kind of topics, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just be a, a fashion expert or a travel expert, but we could also talk about serious things in life like feminism or human rights or uh, the environment you know and I guess what my purpose would be is to help people to do better be better and yeah just become a better version of themselves why because I wish that there were more places like that where you could just ask questions that might be taboo or 
just talk about things in life without a serious setting, you know? Mm. I feel like we have all become, we're so connected, but somehow we're not. And I feel like social interactions often get forgotten in the content creation uh, industry. And I would like to be relatable, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all just humans. humans. And even a content creator with 8 million followers, he still has feelings. He still has, he still has shitty days. Although he might just show the positive sides on, of himself on Instagram, you know. And I, f I find that that's a shame. So I would like to have a platform where, yeah, I create good content, but I can also talk about serious stuff and fun stuff with people or, you know, just be a, not a helper, not a, a guru or whatever, not a, an expert in anything, but relatable just relatable and yeah where do you see yourself right now in that point um people often ask me for advice on my on my social media platforms be it about where i bought something or where i where i go to dinner where i go on holidays how i did this how i did that so it's it's not that i'm helping them but They're asking for advice, you know, and for my experiences. Um, I also often see that when I share um, topics about the world, politics, the environment, that I also get a lot of engagement. Mm -hmm. And people want to talk about it, you know. Even people that I don't know, they, they engage with me to talk about the topic. So I guess I'm... I always try to be authentic. I never do anything that doesn't feel right to me or I don't share things that I wouldn't use myself or do myself, you know, even I, I get a lot of um, requests for collaborations, but I don't do many because I don't feel, you know, relatable to what they're offering or I wouldn't wear it. So I don't want to promote something that I wouldn't wear, wear myself or where I wouldn't go myself or what I don't believe in myself. So mm -hmm. I guess people can feel that and they know that when I share something, it's because I like it or because the topic interests me, you know? So they feel like they can talk about it with me and that I'll be honest about it. There are two things that pop up in my mind as you're speaking about it. The first one is... You're essentially trying to build a community. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, do you need a big community? Or is the community that you already have, because it seems like you are talking, you, you are saying that you already have people that are asking advice mm -hmm. and stuff. So, so do you need a bigger community? Or is the community that you have, is that already enough? Because it, 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 seem, it seems to me that you reached that point already. So what is it that strives you to do more? Because I think I could have a bigger impact. Mm. Right now, I'm not... Um, I could reach more people, you know? And since my following basis is still 
pretty small. I'm not reaching the people that I would like to. Well, not enough of, enough of them. Um, so I guess by growing, I would impact more people. I would inspire more people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's in essentially it. Like I, I, I aim to impact more people. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is you say no to requests, which mm -hmm. I find very admirable, inspiring, because a lot of people, they can say, hey, for sure, I'll take the money. I'll take the bag. Yeah. Where does that come from to say no rather than saying yes to money? The people that know me know that I'm a very honest person. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, like everything. But I couldn't promote something to my community, let's say, that I wouldn't use, believe in myself. I just can't. It goes against my ethics in life. Values. Just for the sake of money. I, I couldn't. Like, obviously, no. No, I couldn't. That's fair enough. I think that's something that a lot of people have to discover first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go through like getting all the bag first and then deciding that, well, it wasn't worth it because it's going against what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And if you are at that point already where you say no first and then you say and and so if you say no first that means that you know who you want to say yes to which is huge a lot of people don't know that so they try out a lot of different coats mm. and when you're trying different coats you see that the size doesn't fit that that doesn't look good and if you know already what looks good on you you know also how you can go through that journey as a creator in the most ethical but also the most um sustainable way for you and your health your mental health and so mm. on and so forth i believe so you tell me if i'm wrong no no i totally agree so knowing that you want to create a community knowing that uh you want to create like have a creator brand personal brand authentic to you and your values what does success look look like for you as a content creator You wake up some point and you're like, now I'm successful. What does that look like to you? I think uh, everyone's perspective of success and idea of success is very different. For me, success has always been, um, you know, waking up in the morning, loving what you do. Um, when you're really happy with what's, what you're doing in your daily life, that's for me. For me, that's already one of the biggest um, forms of success but then if what you're doing has an impact on other people's lives like if it has a positive return then that's even bigger you know um, yeah I would definitely define success as me being happy with what I do but also making other people happy like giving them something if what I'm doing is also impacting other people mm -hmm. For me, that's success. You okay. Know? Now that we understand you, 
your values. We understand what you really want to do with your content. I kind of want to understand a little bit of how you came to create Le Vestiaire. So it's a concept that you created in Luxembourg with another two people. Yes, with uh, Alex, my boyfriend, and uh, Almin, mm -hmm. who is uh, also a content creator and has the platform Mood Luxembourg. Well, shout out to those two guys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you've, you, you've created that platform where you, from what I can see, is a very smart way to actually also monetize, in a way, your following base or your, your community in, in this sense, which specifically is around fashion. Mm -hmm. Well, my, my question really is, how did that come to fruition? How did Le Vestiaire come to fruition? So I'm going to talk on my part, yeah. but I know that I can also speak for the two of them because we came up with it together. Um, so we all know that fashion is, a, is one of the most polluting industries in the world. And um, at the same time, fashion in Luxembourg doesn't have a lot of impact yet. It doesn't... It's not in our DNA yet here in Luxembourg. But people are interested in it, but there's not enough events about it. There's not a lot, there's not enough discussion about it, let's say. About the fashion industry in about Luxembourg. About the fashion industry, yes. So we wanted to change that a bit mm. while taking into account the aspect the environmental aspect, well, the sustainable aspect, you know. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to create a, a space where um, we would promote the second-hand industry in Luxembourg. And for people who are interested in fashion to, to come together, you know. So the, the idea was really to attract people that are interested in fashion to create a social club where, you know, people can talk about it together, just come together and find uh, a space where they will be surrounded by pe people that share the same interest. While promoting and boosting the, the second-hand industry. Because that's something uh, that is also very, very behind in Luxembourg. I feel like we are a very a high consumeristic country. Mm -hmm. And um, it's still very hard in Luxembourg. I feel like it's very, it's, it's still a bit, we're still a bit behind in Luxembourg when it comes to buying something that has already been bought before and worn before. So we, we wanted to change the approach to, to buying second hand, to buying uh, something that has already been worn or not, because we are all guilty of having stuff in our, closets that we've never worn or maybe we've worn once for a, an occasion and it's still in perfect condition mm -hmm. and it just lies around there for years so yeah we thought about uh, creating events around fashion um, while focusing on 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 being sustainable you know and then also we we thought you know what we can also promote uh, the local brands. There are not many brands for now, mm -hmm. but in our opinion, they don't get enough support. We tend to support the, the big brands. We tend to support people from abroad. But 
there's still a lot of work to do when it comes to supporting our own locals. And we felt like that would be a good starting point, you know, like to create events where we could promote these people, their art, what they're doing. So yeah, we came up with Le Vestiaire, where we would combine uh, all of that. So what does the vestiaire, Le Vestiaire mean in English? Is it The closet. It, the closet. Yes. Okay, for all the English speakers, <laughs> they know exactly what it is. Sounds more fancy in French, right? Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds better. The closet is like... Makes me think about uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and sleeping under the, the chair, the chair, the, the stairs. Um, one of the things that also, so essentially you've created a place where people can communicate around, well, you've created an event around mm -hmm. where you can sell secondhand and you promote the local stores as well. Yeah. Local entrepreneurs, most of them, you know, they... They design their stuff themselves mm -hmm. or they've, they've started their, their small business. And um, yeah, we wanted to boost these people. They must be happy. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that pops into my mind as you're speaking this is that you've essentially changed the experience of buying clothes and you've added the social aspect to it as well. Well, I think one of the ways to change someone's mind is by interacting with others, right? Mm. So maybe people who used to feel reluctant about buying something of someone, you know, being in a space where it's considered normal, which it is, right? But here in Luxembourg, I find that it's still a bit of taboo to buy of some of something from someone that has already been been worn. We felt that maybe by creating an event around it where everyone comes for the same purpose, mm. it would encourage people to do it more easily, you know? Like, if you go there with your friends and maybe you're just going because it's a, a new event and there's good music and there's food, um, maybe you're going to change your mind and buy something as well, you know? And maybe that's going to become an, a habit. So... We thought that creating an event around it could change someone's perspective. Mm -hmm. like, that was the idea, at least, to, to make it normal, you know, to not be ashamed of it, that you're buying something that has already been worn. Mm -hmm. The other part, which is also what I'm thinking, is that you see the person in front of you that has worn it before because they are selling it in front of mm -hmm. you. And I think that also creates... It's like nowadays and when we buy online, we don't necessarily know who it is and yeah. who has worn it for how long. And there you actually can talk about it and you can even talk about, oh, I used to wear it like this. I guess that's one of the ways. Exactly. Because, I mean, platforms like Vinted, uh, Vestiaire Collective, Vintage Bar, they are booming. They work like crazy but there's no so social interaction yeah you you see an avatar you see a name of who's selling it but okay you can you can text them but there's no interaction just like you said there's no story behind it you know maybe if you see the person you're not gonna on vintage you you wouldn't ask the person okay so how would you wear this and maybe if you see the person and you talk to her or him 
they can give you ideas or they can give you the history or they, you know, they can share something. And we felt like it was also important to for people to connect since they're they're coming for the same purpose and they're sharing an interest. Mm -hmm. We felt like it was a perfect setting. No, I, lo I love it. And Rather than just, you know, creating a, an account about it where people can, you know, like just like Vinted or whatever. Mm -hmm. We felt like it was it would be nice to create an event around it, like a social club mm -hmm. even. I love that. You like I, I love the the whole concept about it. And for me, I mean like I was I was at the event. I was super proud of what you've guys <laughs> have done and I, I really applaud you to do it because uh, I think that's in terms of like sustainability and in terms of like also creating and changing the minds of people. Mm -hmm like the way you approach the situation and uh, and how it has been executed, just amazing. So big up on, on that end. So before we end this conversation, I would say, uh, I have one final question. Mm -hmm. And as you may know, the podcast has a different name now or will have a different name. Well, it has a different name as, as this comes out. And it's all about creators. So my last question to you is, well, I have two questions. Just one popped up now. <laughs> the first one is, who is your favorite creator? Oh. I should ask the question a little bit different. Who are you a super fan of? You would buy their stuff. There's two that pop into my mind. Okay. It's two girls, actually. One of them very famous is desi perkins i've okay. been following her for for years now she's a she was a youtuber but she switched a bit to uh instagram over the years she still do, does both but i think i think she's more active on instagram and she started off with makeup okay and then eventually she she switched to fashion beauty lifestyles and the thing i love the most about her is that she's really relatable she's super real she's really funny she's honest she's authentic and her biggest desire was also to create something to give something to people and she actually started two companies that are Whenever she launches something, it's sold out. So she has a lot of super fans like me. But I really admire her her journey. It's taken her years to get where she is now. But I um I love her. And another one is uh Stephanie Williams, also known as Steph Fit. And um she's a fitness uh influencer if i can say so and she also started two companies uh, the first one is her uh, glow app and she wants to inspire people to glow up by uh, taking care of themselves working out you know be the best version of themselves any type of woman mm -hmm. and her second company is um, called sefi and she sells fitness clothes so she she developed uh, she develops her own designs and nice. I guess what I, what the two have in common is that they created companies out of it, which, uh, of their, you know, of their platforms, which is my, my main goal as well. 
And you would like to start a company out of the creation space yeah, or out of my or how or do you I mean if I could create if I'm able to create a company um out of my content creation uh, platforms that would be amazing but I'll do it regardless I know that I'll I'll create uh something regardless of how my content creation is going mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even with Le Vestiaire, who knows? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. So we'll see where it goes. Let's uh, keep us updated. <laughs> Last question of today. What is the advice that you would like to leave aspiring creators with? Just do it. Just get started. Are you sponsored by Nike? <laughs> <laughs> Nike? I am. <laughs> just no, do it. Um, no, really, just, just get started. I feel like we're often limiting ourselves and I'm speaking for myself too. I know that you've told me uh, a few times to just do it, just start somewhere and you'll see where it goes. But really um, we're often so scared of other people's judgments of what people will think of us um, about our image. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, like people are going to talk whether you do good or bad, so you might as well just do it. And um, yeah, that's what I would say. Just have the courage and just start. Well, I want to say thank you very much for uh, your time. I know that you're a, a busy person, but not busy for your friends, apparently. <laughs> you know. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I wish you best of luck. Thank you.